This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to another edition of the Meow Mix Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. On today's show, we will talk about the big Panthers news this week so far. That would be Cam's injury and what it means moving forward for the team. We'll go over NFL news, open the Meow Mix mailbag, talk about the latest power rankings, and finally preview week three against the Arizona Cardinals. Let's jump right into it. Cam Newton is probably not going to play this week. He has what is being described as a midfoot sprain, the same injury he had against New England in the uh, third preseason game. He says, well, Ron Rivera says that he re-aggravated that injury. And that's why a lot of teams aren't playing any starters in the preseason now. That's true. Um, I tend to think that that injury never healed. And he's been dealing with that injury so, you know, up to this point and he just stepped on it wrong and maybe did re-aggravate it but it was already aggravated and that's why he has negative two yards rushing through two games this year um it is also potentially a liz frank injury which those of you that know what that means might make your hair stand up a little bit what what does it mean so the liz frank ligament is a midfoot ligament which depending on the severity of the injury can put you out for the whole season uh, and can linger. Mm. So it sometimes requires surgery, often requires surgery. It looks like if that's what he has, and they're not saying that officially, but if that is what it has, it is the milder version of that injury, which means maybe he's out this week, maybe it's a couple of weeks, but does not look like it's going to require surgery at least. Ah. So, you know, Liz Frank is a scary word. But it looks like he's going to be okay. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Fingers crossed. I mean, yeah. I feel like th- this whole season was ro- relying on his shoulder, and now it's his foot. So, Yeah, and he did have... Cam has a YouTube channel, and he mentioned on his latest video that after... It looks like after week one that his arm was sore. Now, he threw the ball a lot in week one, and I don't know... If sore is normal for him after any football game, I would assume it probably is. But anytime you hear that from Cam about a shoulder or his arm, that's worrisome. Yeah, I I was, I I just don't know where we go from here. He seems to be always injured now. Yeah, I think. I mean, if it's me, well, first of all, Cam needs to really look at himself mm-hmm. and decide that he needs to get healthy. So if that means, and I know he hates missing games, but if that means he misses... But he had all off-season to get healthy. Well, it it sounds like he was healthy coming in. So so if we spend three weeks with him on, you know, sitting out for games Mm -hmm. to get fully healthy, he trots back out there, he can get injured again. You could say that that about any quarterback, though. You could say that about any player in the NFL. They can walk Tom out Brady. there. He's not getting injured every week. Not every week. I 
three, four seasons now, it seems like Cam Newton is constantly injured. Okay, well, are you mad at him about that? I'm not mad at him, but you're saying, like, sit him. Right now, it's Pooper get Would off the Would you rather him play the way he's looked? I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, if that's the case, then this whole season's over, though. This whole season might be over. Okay. It might be over. I'm just... But... But if he sits three weeks and Kyle Allen comes in and we win one or two of those games and Cam comes back fully healthy, then we have a much better you know, potential of winning the rest of the season than we do if he plays now and that foot never heals. Because that foot not only affects him running, which as we've talked about is a massive part of his game and a massive part of the team. They've built the team around him being able to run, right? They built the offensive line around it. They build everything around it. Not only does it affect that, but it also affects his throwing mechanics. If he can't put full weight on that left foot, which is his plant foot, when he throws, he's throwing off that foot. He should be if he had good mechanics. <laughs> but that's going to affect everything. And that might be one of the reasons why his arm was sore, because he's, again, using that upper body, which he really has his whole career to throw. But I think... He needs to come back when he's healthy. Okay. So, hypothetically, you say he Kyle Allen starts four games, we'll pretend. He he goes, wins one or two. So, we're sitting at two and four. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, is that enough to have a chance at this division? Like, at this point... No, maybe not. At, the, the, maybe, at that well, point, we can go ahead and pretty much assume Ron Rivera's gone. Maybe. Uh, it, what Now, if Cam comes back... And they reel off eight of the next ten, then that puts you at ten and six, and that's probably enough to get a wild card, maybe a division. I uh, mean, with with the way Drew Brees is out, the Falcons are up and down every week, and the Bucks are not going to be good. Ten at, and six could win this division. I'm just at the end of my rope with Cam and his constant injuries. I know, I, I know it's something he can't handle, but it's getting to the breaking point for me of let's start looking at moving on. Because I every year, he's always injured now. I know he takes these hits, he plays so hard, but these injuries are racking up over and over again. And I don't think he's going to ever be the same. And then my rebuttal to that would be, it doesn't matter then if he sits out four games. To, I, your, to your point, it doesn't matter. If he sits out four games and he comes back and he's super cam, then Great. If he sits out four games and he comes back and he's the cam that we've seen for the last eight to ten games, that's also fine. At least we know. Yeah. The I... the best thing for the team is going to be for him to sit out until he's healthy. Or at least he feels he's healthy. And then we see what he really is. Because those first two games is not what cam is. I understand what you're I saying. I truly I'm just, believe I'm that. Just, I'm at the end of my rope with him. I, I really am. I'm really frustrated at these constant injuries this year, I knew it was gonna, it was going to boil down to Cam Newton's health. Yeah. And first preseason game, he plays 10, 11 snaps, and he gets injured. It's always, it seems, it's constantly happening to him now. It, it just may be that his career is over. Okay. Well, you say, all right. You say it's constantly happening to him now. He hurt his shoulder a couple years ago and had surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay. He probably came back too soon. And re-aggravated the shoulder and had to have another shoulder surgery. And that blew last year. Right? Mm-hmm. And now he's hurt his foot. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
the shoulders, I think last year was a natural thing. Well, you, we just mentioned how his shoulder was already sore after. Well, he game. said his arm was sore, and and I did mention I don't know if that's normal well, yeah, for obviously. any quarterback. I don't know that. It, it, of course, is worrisome given his history. I mean, I rate the yard, and my arm is sore, so. That's true. I, we I, threw the football the other day, and my arm hurt for three days. <laughs> so I can't say anything. Yes. But, you know, up until last year, really, no one would have ever categorized him as an injury-prone quarterback. The, the guy played – he was an Ironman. He played almost every game. Well, I'm also looking at fault. this offseason. We're probably going to have to pay him $30 million a year. No, I agree with you. This – if he – and that's what I'm saying. Let him sit out and get healthy, and then the last ten games of the season, let's see what he is. Mm-hmm. Is he worth twenty-five to thirty million dollars? Maybe not. And if that's the case, then at least we know and we can plan accordingly and move forward away from Cam. But if he does go eight and two and runs for four hundred yards and passes for twenty-five touchdowns in those last ten games, then you have to think about it. Okay. I mean, maybe he saves his job. Maybe he saves Ron's job. Maybe we go to the playoffs and we get a couple of wins. I mean, this season can still be successful. We will see. I'm. I just have my doubts right now. Maybe I'm negative Nancy right now and just. Really... Well, you're frustrated, and I think you are voicing a lot of Panthers fans' opinions about Cam because this roster is be- and, solid. And it's because the way that the way the Panthers are, they are built around Cam. The entire team is built around Cam and what he's been able to do. And if he's not able to do it anymore, then the roster is crap. See, I disagree. I think this roster is strong enough. I think the problem is the playbook may be tailored to him. And we'll see. Everything's tailored to him. And we'll probably see on Sunday to see if Kyle Allen can pull it off. And honestly, that's one of my concerns with this. Because if Kyle Allen does come out and we win, Mm -hmm. then that's all you're going to hear. Oh, Cam sucks. Oh, we should have been starting Kyle Allen the whole time. No, no. If Cam is healthy, he's still one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL. He's still by far the best quarterback on the team. Okay? Kyle Allen might win this game because Arizona's not very good. Okay. I hope we do win the game. But I'm going to really hate hearing the reaction of a lot of fans if and when we do win the game. Well, the biggest problem I see is there's no timetable given for him at all. So we, again, what you said earlier, we have no clue. This could be just this game against the Cardinals. It could be four weeks, six weeks. It could be the whole season. Right. Um, I don't think it'll be the whole season. I think it will be, if I had to guess, I would say two games. Two games? Because I think he'll rush back. I think it should be four games. I'm, that is his M.O. He does seem to want to get out there. I'm not knocking him on wanting to come back early. He always does that. I mean, his, you know, you can say a lot of things about Cam, but he wants to play and he wants to win. Yeah. He, he wants it more than anything. And that was another thing that came through in that YouTube video I mentioned earlier. He was as depressed as I've seen a human being. He was down. I mean, he was talking about how his kids, you know, all they want is daddy. and But he can't be happy for them because after a loss, especially fresh after a loss, he just doesn't want to do anything. 
That's why he, the way he is in press conferences, the guy wants to win more than anything. And I would, I'd like to give him one more chance at that okay. as a Panthers quarterback. I think he's earned it. Well, I agree. He's earned the chance to be the Panthers quarterback. He's done a lot. He's, you know, suffered through injuries and played through injuries. And, and I'm saying this year. Yeah, I understand. Okay? I'm not saying that we give him another five-year contract and let him try to earn that. He needs to earn that contract this year. And if he doesn't, then I'm okay moving on. Okay. But this year is already shot without him anyway, so let's give him the chance. I also want to bring up the hot seat Ron Rivera himself. Yeah. Because when he came out, he was like, oh, we didn't really know, but he re-aggravated it. If you knew, if you really thought Cam Newton was healthy during the game because he said he didn't know until after the game, you sneak that ball, right? Of course. Okay. Now let's let's look at Ron. Let's look at back to last season, Ron. Okay. Okay. When everybody and their mother knew Cam was hurt mm-hmm. for like four, five, six games, and Ron refused to acknowledge it in press conferences. Obviously, with Cam because he let him keep going out there. We all were mm-hmm. calling for Cam to sit. Six games, you know, at least four games before he actually did sit. We wanted Kyle Allen or, you know, Taylor Heineke at that time to come in and try to at least go so, 500 the rest of the way would have got us into the playoffs. So, it, but this kind of re- revolves around Ron here. That's is, he just, yeah. is he just out of, not out of his mind, because that's not fair. Is he just out of touch with what's going on around him? Or is it he's trying to deceive everybody? Everybody and their mother, like you said, knew last year, but we kept trotting him out there who could only throw 15 yards. This team is not protecting Cam. They are... Ron Rivera, if Cam says he's fine on Saturday afternoon, Ron Rivera's going to let him play. And that's 100% accurate. Ron, you know, Ron said the other day when he went to his press conference that he does not go talk to the doctors before the press conference, so he doesn't have to tell anybody what the doctors tell him. That's fine. I understand that concept. But I think he's. I think he also doesn't talk to the doctors, or at least doesn't. <laughs> and this I think is he, where I think he. Let me let me rephrase that. I think he does talk to the doctors. I don't think he takes their opinion over Cam's. I think if Cam tells him he's okay, whatever the doctors say doesn't matter. He's putting Cam out there, and that's because he has so much faith in Cam. But Ron needs to understand that the patient is not the best doctor. No, not at all. In, in and, fact, the patient is often the worst doctor. And you have to save Cam from himself. Again, he's always been the go-getter. He's always been that warrior of, I will trot out there exactly with a broken arm yep. or broken leg and try to make things work. He, the team needs to make this decision. So that, again, relies on him and his coaching ability. And I, well... I was just about to say, I think Ron Rivera is a, a very good football coach. He very severely lacks in this part of the game. And maybe he's a better defensive coordinator than a head coach because he wouldn't have to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's a two-time coach of the year. He's obviously proven he's a very good head coach. If we let him go this year, hypothetically, he will find a job quickly in the NFL. He'll find a job the he, next day. Yeah. He'll be he, the the most highly sought after coach in the league. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
But it it stuff like this kind of irritates a fan, or because it seems like, why are you not doing something? Why aren't you being more proactive? Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's incredibly frustrating, and it has to be frustrating to Cam, mm-hmm. who maybe wants someone to save him from himself. Yeah, maybe Cam. Cam's going to go out there. He's going to play. But you can see, in the even in the first two games, we talked about it last week, he doesn't look like he's enjoying himself. He's obviously not been healthy. He's obviously not been feeling good out there. Why is he out there? Yeah, I, we I, I don't know. You know, let him sit the first two games. <laughs> we're already 0-2. Like, he set the first two games. Maybe we're 1-1 in those games because... A healthy, a healthy Kyle Allen, I think, is better than this Cam that we've seen. Well, let's hope because the preseason Kyle Allen did not show a healthy Kyle Allen can be very accurate. Well, again, we talked about. I mean, we've talked about Kyle Allen's preseason. We've, you know, he didn't play with the ones a lot. He didn't really didn't play a lot in the preseason. Mm. I mean, he played maybe two full quarters in the preseason. He didn't play a lot. Yeah, and he was playing with the twos and the threes sometimes. I think he'll be better than what he showed in the preseason in this game. I hope. Well, I hope so, too. At least, I think Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are better receivers that can maybe you can drop the ball off in these crossing routes and maybe they can do something. He does have a powerful arm that maybe he can go in. But that's going into our game preview. Yep. I don't really want to get into right. that right now. Yep. Um, all right. That we've talked about Cam so much over the last few weeks. Let's move away from Cam. Let's go into some NFL news. All right. On NFL news side, Dolphins traded the eleventh pick of last year's draft free safety Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers for the Steelers first round pick next year. Tankapalooza. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? I mean the kid I call him a kid because I'm old, but he was he graded out really well for the PFF. Like I think he was a top rated slot corner in his rookie year. He shows a lot of promise. N- their number one pick last year. Yeah, eleventh overall. You said eleventh overall. And they got a first round pick for him. He's twenty two years old. So next year's draft pick, he'll be twenty three years old maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if drafting a kid coming out of college. He may be younger or, or older than Minka Fitzpatrick is still. Yeah. I mean, so let's say the Steelers go, uh, you know, they're very high on Mason Rudolph. They think he's going to be fine for them. Mm-hmm. They've added Minka Fitzpatrick now to that defense, which really that was kind of the major lack on that defense. I mean, they could go 8-8. Eight and eight. This could be a 16th, 17th, 18th pick. Mm-hmm. And they've lost. I mean, they've they gave up a eleventh overall pick for an eighteenth pick. Nobody makes that trade. Yeah, and Devil's Advocate, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's 38 years old. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I I feel weird taking Dolphin's side in this, but he's 38 years old. What if Mason Rudolph sucks? I mean, he looked good in the last week, but what if he doesn't do well? They get a top five, top ten pick. And you got a 38-year-old quarterback back there. I mean, why not? At that point, you could have drafted the future of the franchise. I mean, I guess that I guess that's what they're hoping for. But I mean, they're the, gonna they're gonna have a top two or three pick anyway for their own their own. Oh, I'm talking. Yeah, I agree. But I'm talking about the Steelers now. 
Like oh, you're the, saying yeah, I got you, I got you. So you're saying this might be a bad move for the Steelers? Yeah, I disagree. I think this is a great move for the Steelers. Uh, I think if this defense is as stout as they think it's going to be, and then adding Fitzpatrick only makes it better. Now they haven't shown a great defense so far, but they have played two pretty tough games. Um, well, time will tell. I it, it's it's up in the air, but I mean, here's the here's any the, here's move the, thing, the Dolphins though. make, you have to just grade like, wow, what are they doing? <laughs> this is the here's the thing, Dolphins, stop giving away all your good players. Yeah, like, inter- you're stacking picks for next year. But you're giving away proven players who you would be happy to draft in the first round. Yeah. Just keep them. Exactly. Just like, keep them. Like Laramie Tunsil. Okay, solid left tackle. So if you go get your superstar quarterback, Tua, next year, who's going to protect his blind side? You know, you got to you... draft another rookie who oh, offensive linemen take time to... And I guess that's what this is. Is they want Tua desperately. And they're willing to do anything to get him. I heard a report that after the national championship game, he came in halfway through, like so two years ago, that the Dolphins GM says, oh, I want that guy. (laughs) Well, this is ridiculous. I agree. And maybe they're stacking these first round picks, so just in case they end up second or third, they can package all these things to move up to one. Yeah. God. I mean, they'll probably get one. Let's be honest. I mean, they're getting blown out left and right. They might. Uh, well, they probably will. You're now, right. moving to another Florida team and another possible trade, Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey has requested a trade. Yeah, he, another young guy wanting to get off of a sinking ship. Yeah. He uh, he requested his trade, and then it got leaked out, and he swears up and down him and his agent didn't leak it, that he swore up and down he's ha- he wants to play and everything, but he didn't want it released. Well, the Jaguars probably released it so other teams would start coming in with offers. Of course. It makes <laughs> sense. I mean, they're, they they want two first-round picks for him. Well. I mean, and he's one of the top, maybe the top cornerback in the league right well, now. Well, if he plays hard, that's a problem. He seems to, when he's disgruntled, he doesn't play hard. Well, can you blame him? He's on the Jaguars. Perennially terrible. Except for that one year. That one year. <laughs> when they oh, probably Nick should have gone to the Super Bowl. Horn hero. Right. Here's a billion dollar contract, a hundred billion dollar contract. What's up with all these young players just demanding trades and teams getting it, into them? It's an epi- not an epidemic because that sounds bad. These players are now realizing they have power. They can, they can make their play on the field show, hey, I want to trade. Otherwise, I'm not going to give about you on the team or anything else this has been going on in the nba for a while where yeah. superstars are basically dictating everything yeah and i guess i i mean i was hoping that the nfl would not be afflicted by the same disease because i think it is a disease but apparently it looks like it's going to happen yeah uh also in the nfl news giants will start first round draft pick daniel jones over super bowl winning quarterback eli manning well, yes, he did technically win hey, the Super Bowls. He, <laughs> hey, he won two Super Bowls. That's he why did. I wanted to say it, to make it sound more dramatic. Uh, Daniel Former Jones. number one pick overall, Eli Manning. <laughs> Daniel Jones is actually from here in Charlotte. Yeah, Danny Dimes. Uh, Charlotte Latin High School. He, he looked good in the preseason. He looked really good in the preseason. Yeah, he really did. A lot of people, myself included, you know, kind of laughed at that pick. 
But if he turns out to be as good as he was in the preseason, he was well worth the sixth pick. Oh, yeah. As long as he rolls out there and becomes a top 15 quarterback, he automatically solidifies why they picked him where they yeah, did. that's true. Um, during Monday night's game, the Jets quarterback, Trevor Simeon, went down with an ankle injury and Luke Falk finished the game. It looks like Luke Falk will be a start the, against New England on Sunday. Uh, a guy who was on the practice squad just the week before. Yeah, a lot of unfortunate New York jet or New York quarterback information here. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Sam Darnold's still out with mono and those inflamed organs that come from mono. So he probably will be out for the next couple of weeks at least, maybe the next three or four. So we could be seeing Nick Falk. Nick Falk? Nick F- uh, Falk. Sorry. Is it Nick or sorry, Luke Falk. Luke Falk. I don't think you said Nick. I think I said Nick. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, Luke Falk. We could be seeing him for the next several games. Maybe. Who? He might get hurt next game. Who knows? That These guys are dropping li- like flies. Offensive line is not strong there. I know Ryan Cleel's there, miss him and everything, but yeah. They... The Jets, I mean, they had such high hopes coming into the season. High hopes. <laughs> it sort of mirrors what's happening with the Panthers. It really I is. I mean, quarterback problems, you're losing games you think you should win. Um, I don't know. I kind of have some sympathy for them. But the Jets are the Jets, and they're going to do Jets things. And this is just one of them. We'll be right back after this short break with the mailbag, power rankings, and the week three preview. Hey everyone, Chris Williams here inviting you to join me and my co-host Perry Seibert every other Friday for our podcast. We're watching here! We're watching here! Every other Friday, we talk movies, from our favorite directors to looks back at vintage releases to our thoughts on today's current trends. This is all backed up with the knowledge of two guys who've been writing about films for years and talking about them their entire lives. From Spielberg to Soderbergh and Malick to Michael Bay, we are opinionated moviegoers giving you opinionated movie talk. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts from Big Heads Media. And now, on with the show. And we're back. Let's dust off the old mailbag. Jerry, what do we have? Uh, our first email to the Meow Mix mailbag is from Alan. He says, Cam has lost what little passing accuracy he had. He sucks now. He doesn't even run anymore. Well, this was actually sent to us before we found out about his injury being re-aggravated. Uh, that explains the running and hopefully the accuracy issue. Yeah, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, well, we, I mean, we've talked about Cam ad nauseum, but I think that plant foot being hurt is definitely affecting his accuracy. And actually, Ron was asked about that in his press conference and said that he couldn't see how it wasn't affecting his accuracy. So, again, let's let Cam sit a few games, come back, and hopefully these problems will not exist anymore. All right, and our second email to the Meow Mix mailbag is from Chris. Why aren't we Pats fans? That'd be way more fun. That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... That's a good question. This is now a New England Patriots podcast. Yeah, you can be that all you want. (laughs) I want that sweet, sweet victory when they finally win it to be like, yeah, I've been here. Ever since they were created, I've been here. The Pats weren't always what they are now. No, they were the laughing stock for a while. They were terrible. So, 
it's fun to be a Pats fan now, but 20 years ago it was not fun to be. <laughs> That's kind of crazy to say because they really have been good for like 20 years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully one day people will be saying, why aren't we Panthers fans? That'd be way more fun. Yeah. Let's, fingers crossed, you know, hopefully it's two, three years. Thanks for your email, Chris and Alan. If you want your email read on the show with questions or comments, please email us at meowmixmailbag at gmail.com. And now let's move on to our power rankings for the week. Well, Stephen, last week we were sitting at 16. We have fallen. I am pretty sure. So. I have not looked at this. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Oh, man. With the cam injury and being 0-2 and losing to. Now, I don't know if he did this before the cam injury came out or not. Okay. Okay. Well, even being 0-2 and losing to what I believe is a bad team and Cam obviously not looking good, I'm going to say we fell significantly. I'm going to say we're like 25. We are slightly higher than that. We are at 23. Okay. We fell seven spots down to 23. Uh, The Bucks. let me make sure. Yeah, they were the highest riser this week. Yeah, moving up nine. 18. 22. They're right above us. Okay. I mean, we were two yards out from tying and potentially winning that game. Uh, The biggest dropper of the week, any guesses? Titans? No. Saints. Oh, that makes sense. Losing a future Hall of Fame quarterback can do that to a team. That makes sense. The Saints dropped all the way down to 16, dropped down 12 spots. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, they do have Steve Young on the team. Steve Young reincarnate. That's what Sean Payton calls... Um, what's his name? Taysom Hill. Tays- That's what Sean, Lee, uh, Sean Payton calls Taysom Hill. The, ne- the next Steve Young. That is blasphemy, by the way. I just want to say that. Well, if that's true, then why the hell isn't Taysom Hill starting instead of Teddy Bridgewater? I've heard rumors that he actually might get the start over... I saw that they're going to do a two-quarterback situation. That Where they're happen. both going to play. That Teddy Bridgewater well. has not looked good. And since he came back from no, that injury. No, you are absolutely correct. I thought he played. was going to be better, but he has not looked good. People were calling for him to be our backup quarterback. I was one of them I was before too. he signed with the Saints. Since that game last year against us, I am totally off the Teddy. See, I thought that wagon. was a bland playbook, but I now I'm off too. Yeah, I'm, he's, I think he's done. I find it very interesting on the power rankings – by the way, this is NFL.com's power rankings from Dan Hansis. There's two teams that stayed the same ranking. Patriots? Yep. At number one, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Chiefs at number two? Nope. It what? bookends for the same positions. Are Miami they? Dolphins are yeah, last. There you go. That <laughs> makes what, what, Now, where are the Chiefs? Are they not number two? Chiefs are number two. The okay. Rams dropped down one, and the Chiefs went up one. Oh, so the Rams were number two. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, that seems like an oversight. Then Cowboys four, Ravens are up to five, uh, Seahawks six, Packers seven, Eagles eight, Bears nine, Vikings ten, and Chargers eleven. Vikings 10. Okay. Yeah, I I don't see that either. Um, now, let's look who's below us. Raiders are right below us. Jags at 25. Bengals, 26. Broncos, 27. 
our opponent next week, Cardinals 28, Redskins 29, Jets 30, Giants 31, and Dolphins 32. I think Giants may sneak out a win. Who do they play this week? They play the Bucks. The Giants play the Bucks. Okay. Yeah. So, so I they got, could they definitely could sneak. I out. I think Daniel Jones can sneak be sneaky good and help them win. They still have Saquon. I mean Saquon. Saquon. So the Cowboys play the Dolphins this week. That's a win. The for the Dolphins. Patriots play the Jets this week. If you had to guess, and maybe you already know this, I don't know. Which of those games has the higher line? Whoever playing the Dolphins, I would assume, but I, I'm assuming I'm wrong. You were wrong. So it is an incredibly high line. The Cowboys are favored by 21.5 points over the Dolphins. The Patriots are favored by 23 points over the Jets. That's the highest line I can remember the in the Dolphins NFL. The Dolphins just gave away their best defensive player, too. That's what's and sad. And the Cowboys aren't bad. They're a very good team. No, that's not a knock on Cowboys by but any stretch. I, I think their quarterback situation, I guess, is better than the Jets right now. That's got to be where that comes from. And the Patriots are a better team than the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, are you ready? Yeah, let's move into our week three preview. Woohoo! Kyle Allen and the Carolina Panthers versus Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Panthers originally opened up at two and a half point favorites over the Cardinals, but as Cam's injury kind of leaked out, they took this game off the board, and as we sit, it's still not on the board. Yeah, let's see. What do you think if Kyle Allen is named the starter tomorrow or Friday, and they put this game back on the board? What do you think? Uh, from kind of my glancing at the public online, I'm going to say Cardinals by two. Yeah, I think it might be Cardinals by three because they're home. Mm-hmm. And it may even be higher than that. It depends on what Vegas's opinion of Kyle Allen is. I, I don't think there's much of an opinion of Kyle Allen. He went undrafted. He played one, one game against backups. I would say just because we do have... Christian McCaffrey, and we have a, a stout defense that this wouldn't get higher than three, but I could definitely see the Cardinals being the favorites going into this game with Kyle Allen starting over Cam, for sure. Um, let's talk about Kyle Allen for a minute. He's had kind of an interesting journey to where he is now. So he was the number one quarterback coming out of high school, which mm-hmm. you've mentioned before on this show. He... Went to Texas A&M mm-hmm. to start his college career. He was actually recruited heavily by Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech, who mm. is now coaching the Arizona Cardinals. So Kingsbury has some knowledge of Kyle Allen, from high school at least. Yeah. Okay, so he went to Texas A&M. He started a few games into his freshman year. Looked pretty good. He ended up going 3-2 and two as a starter there. They won a bowl game, and he was the MVP for that bowl game. So you're thinking, that's a pretty good start to a career. Yeah. Right? So he does win the starting job in his uh, sophomore year, but who's there to challenge him? Kyler Murray. <laughs> okay? So he they start off 5-0 and oh in his sophomore year. Everything's looking great. Injury? Then they play Alabama. Ah. Oh. And your favorite coach, Nick Saban. <laughs> he says that he did get injured in that game. They got blown out. He threw three interceptions. 
He remains the starter because, I mean, at that point they're 5-1. and one. He's had one bad game. They play Ole Miss the next game. They put up three points of mm. offense. They get beat by 20 against Ole Miss. He loses his job. Kyler Murray comes in, goes 2-0. and oh. Kyle Allen gets his job back. They barely beat Vanderbilt. And during the next game, he loses his job again to Kyler Murray. Against LSU. And then somehow Kyler Murray loses his job again and goes to Oklahoma. So, we're not talking about Kyler Murray. This is Well, this well is like I'm, just, I'm just bringing up a point. He went to Oklahoma, flourished. Yeah. And... But, so, Kyle Allen transfers out of Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, he's not the starter anymore. He transfers to Houston. He has to sit out a year because, at the time, eligibility rules for the NCAA said you had to sit out a whole year. I think now they've changed that. But, you can get an exception or a yeah, waiver right. or something. He yeah. probably would have started. So anyway, he sits out 2016. 2017, he comes in and he does end up being the starter and starts out... Um, okay, so he comes in, he is the starter, but three games in, he gets benched for a guy that you've never heard of and I've never heard of either. After that, he's like, screw this, I'm out. He foregoes his final year of eligibility, goes into the NFL draft, does not get drafted, ends up signed with the Panthers, and the rest, at, we know, you know, happens. But he's had an interesting career, unfulfilled potential so far. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, again, he beat out Kyler Murray. And as, as a freshman. As a freshman. And he was the incumbent starter. And then... Kyler Murray got beat out by somebody, goes to Oklahoma, wins a national, not national champion, Heisman, mm-hmm. and then goes number one overall. It's kind of, it's very interesting how interconnected Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, and Kyle Allen are. That's right. And Kyle Allen has said that he and Kyler Murray were not particularly close hmm. at Texas A&M. Well, when you're fighting for a job, sometimes I could see that. Yeah, I, there may be some bad feelings there. I'm not sure. But... Yeah, it is interesting. You're right. There's a lot of history between these three guys, and you better believe that Kingsbury and and Kyler Murray desperately want to have their first win against Kyle Allen. Well, and you also better believe that Kyle Allen, maybe even more, wants to beat those guys. Oh yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he wants to be like, look, guys, I was good. It was your scheme, Kingsbury, that screwed me over in college. I don't know. That scheme does not seem to be working so well in the NFL right now. As a head coach. Now, as an offensive coordinator, maybe he'd be doing really well. But that defense is not good. And this is a guy who was a below 500 coach in college and somehow jumped straight from an offensive coordinator to an NFL head coach. Well, he was a head coach. He got fired. So he accepted a job at USC as an offensive coordinator. Right. And then he gets an interview with the Cardinals. Him and his agent... Assume that they weren't going to get any head coaching jobs in college to call for him, let alone <laughs> and I think they the were NFL. Right. <laughs> so he accepted it. I mean, USC offensive coordinator is a great job, especially to yeah. get your name recognized. If you do well, you'll probably get a head, another head coaching job. By the way, he took that job. He didn't coach a single year as USC's offensive yeah. coordinator. So he gets the job as a Cardinal. So they have to basically beg USC to let him out of his contract. Oh, man. I, what This guy has a horseshoe stuck somewhere. Yeah, he really does. But I don't think he's a very good head coach, and I don't think he'll be a head coach for more than... I think he'll be a head coach for two seasons with Cardinals just because 
they've already gone one and done on their last head coach. Our former defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, was their coach last year mm-hmm. who went had a dreadful season and got fired. I think you also, especially if you rolled the dice on Kyler Murray, number one overall, mm-hmm. you have to give the coach who drafted him for his skills right. for your offense, you have to give him a couple years. Now, before we jump into the actual game itself, we have some injuries we need to go over. Um, there's Cam Newton didn't practice. Bruce Irvin didn't, hasn't practiced again. Uh, offensive line, Brandon Green. Safety, Rashawn Golden. And this one kind of shocked me, defensive tackle, KK Short. Yeah, I wonder if it's just a maintenance day for KK. I didn't see anything that made me think he got hurt in that last game. I, I hope so, because... What's up with Bruce Irvin? Is he ever going to play? No. No, he, he's just collecting a paycheck and he's going to retire. I guess we've got Burns. We don't really need him. Yeah. I let Burns... I mean, Burns has done great for us. I hope to see him more than we saw him last week. Um. Oh, yeah. Shaq Thompson fully participated, but he was on the injury report. I expect him to play. He's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cardinals injury... Defensive end, Jonathan Bullard. Uh, he's questionable for this week with a hamstring injury. And center, Lamont Gaylord, is also questionable this week with a knee injury. No big, big names there for them. Yeah, sounds like they're relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Keekley and company, the Panthers linebacker core, was number one rated linebackers in the NFL uh, in week two. I believe that. They played a good game. Yeah. The defense was not the issue that time. Yeah. And that'll help this week, especially having Luke Keekley back there, because Cardinals have the highest percentage of running no huddle offense. Any guesses at their percentage? 71%. Okay, wow, you blew that out of the water. No, it's 54%. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I guess I was the thinking of the The highest is like, tw- <laughs> like 20. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, no huddle. I no you, huddle. I thought you... I'm sorry, I had shotgun offense in my head. Oh, no, 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 okay. no. Yeah. No huddles. Okay. Wow, that's a lot for no huddles. Yeah. So Luke is going to have to be the coach on the field there this week. Well, that's Kingsbury's MO, right? Yeah. Fast pace, up-tempo offense no, that never seems to work in the NFL. No running back, or no running, and yeah. Uh, so we got to really watch that. Um, the good thing is they've given up eight sacks so far in two games, running this style of offense. So hopefully Bruce, uh, Brian Burns, sorry, Brian Burns, Addison, KK, you know, our guys can get after him and sack him. Uh, another big thing, you said this before, they pass the ball a lot. So Kyler Murray has 94 attempts so far passing the ball. Whew, that's a lot for a rookie. That's a lot. Any guesses at how many rushing attempts this year? I uh, know it's not a lot. I would say, oh, for him or for the team? For the team, sorry. I would say 35. Very good. It's 34. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, so they're... So they're 66% of the time or so they're yeah. throwing the ball. That's a high percentage. Yeah. But again, I, that's Cliff, That's Kingsbury's MO. So he's averaging, four, what is that, 47 passes a game. Yeah. So... Well, that's one of the reasons why he's thrown for 300 yards. Hey, Dante Jackson, you're going to get picked on. Be ready. Right. Our our secondary really needs to step up this game. Yes. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of these pundits are maybe picking against us 
And I've heard some not-so-great things said about our secondary, even though I think Bradbury still had a really nice game yeah. week two. He kind of shut Mike Evans down. He had a couple of nice catches, but didn't, didn't have a Mike Evans game. You can't. I think Bradbury has been the best cornerback of our secondary by far oh, yeah, in a long time, far. honestly, maybe since Josh Norman's great season. So Murray came in with a bit of a... Uh, reputation for being a dual threat mm-hmm. and he hasn't really run no he's got six rushes for 17 yards in the first two games so i was thinking that we might have to put a spy on him but if he's not going to run then that at least takes that component out of their offense we don't need to worry about yeah david johnson has kind of been trash so far this well year. it's kind of hard to get a rhythm going if you only run That's like five true. times a game i mean I think he's a great running back. Uh, don't get me wrong. He's I just, skilled. He is highly skilled, but he's not being used right now. Yeah. I mean, going back to Rashawn Golden being injured, he's also one of our better corners out there to you know play. I mean, they run four or five receivers out there all the time. I was going to say, that was something I was going to touch on. I mean, they've got the ageless Larry Fitzgerald out there who's gotten 100-plus yards in his first two games this year. Hall of Famer. Christian Kirk has looked really nice. Yeah. They've got your favorite, Demir Bird. Demir Bird. They've got Michael. Flying high in Arizona. Michael Crabtree's on this team. Oh, I, for, I didn't realize that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then David Johnson is one of the better receiving running backs mm-hmm. in the game. So they've got weapons. Yeah. Now let's look at the other side of the ball. We're, we've talked about their positives here. Mm-hmm. Let's look at their negatives here. The defense has ranked 27th against the pass and 29th against the run. I like it. Yes. What are we good at? Running the ball. What are we going to do? Run the ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, this is, of all the matchups that Kyle Allen could come in and start, this is probably one of the better ones for him to get in and get his feet wet and get some good feelings. Yeah. I don't know if Patrick Peterson, I heard somewhere that, he may not play. I don't don't know why I, he's not in the I don't injury know. He's report. not on in the injury report, yeah. So I, I assume just Kyle Allen avoid Patrick Peterson. That's a no fly zone. Yeah. Throw it to DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel, whichever one yeah. Patrick or, Peterson's not on. Or Greg Olson. They give up a lot of yards to Greg Olson or to the tight ends. That's a glaring weakness. Which on is them. which I would say is also a very good thing for Christian McCaffrey since mm-hmm. tight ends and running backs sort of around the same area of the field a lot of times when they're throwing the ball. Especially you can split McCaffrey out to right yeah. outside that tackle. and yeah. yep. This is looking good for us so far. Yeah, I mean, I think there we have a good chance with Kyle Allen starting to get this win. Yeah, that's, I mean, obviously, we don't really need to say the thing that we're most looking forward to seeing because I think it's probably Kyle Allen for both of us. Yeah. We really want to see what a healthy quarterback can do with this offense. Mm-hmm. You say what you will about Kyle Allen, but he, he can run the ball a little bit, which Cam hasn't done at all. And he's more accurate than Cam showed the first two games. So it'll be interesting to see what this offense can be. Yeah. Uh, I also want to see... Daryl Williams step up after that horrible game last yes. Thursday. He's going to probably have his hands full with Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs coming at him. And this is a contract year for him. Yeah. He signed a one-year deal, deal to come back here. And, and so far, he has not done anything that makes yeah. me think we want to resign him. And, and that's if Greg 
Little doesn't take over his spot, even though he showed nothing in preseason. So yeah, Little should be back this game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing I'm looking forward to seeing if he can get out there and get some snaps with the starters and maybe show something. Yeah, I hope. I hope so. I hope someone at that left side steps up because not protecting the blind side of Kyle Allen's gonna just hurt us worse or worse. You know, Cam Newton comes back, same thing. We need to protect the quarterback. That's just 101 passing. Yep. Well, speaking of our defense and how dominant they should be this week, I have a bold prediction. Okay. Kyler Murray has thrown for over 300 yards his first two games. Mm. I think we break that. Okay, that's not a that's not too bold of a prediction. See, I was thinking that for my bold prediction right there, but I went somewhere else. But go ahead. Not only does he not get 300 yards, mm-hmm. he doesn't get 200 yards. Ooh. He's going to throw for less than 150 yards. I like it. We're going to shut them down. And this is going to be a dominant Panthers victory. All right. My bold prediction. I know they're horrible against the run and we're really great against the run. But I'm going to go. Greg Olson will find the fountain of youth. He will have over 150 yards receiving this game whoa now he had 110 last week so you're not yeah. going too far out on limb but 150 is a big number that's a big number for I'll, gi- I'll give that one to you okay i was gonna say if you don't consider that bold i mean i'll give that to you now let's go to our beer bed of the week over under 250 passing yards for kyle allen I'm obviously going over because I think Greg Olson's going to get 150 by himself. I'm sure McCaffrey's going to get 50 or more, and Samuel and DJ Moore are definitely going to get more than nothing. So that's where I'm going with it. Okay. I think this is going to be the under, though I don't think it's going to be way under. But I do think that we're going to run the ball a ton this game. I could see that. I think McCaffrey is going to go over 130 yards rushing this game. I think Kyle Allen is going to get 40 yards rushing this game. I think as a team, we'll get close to 200 yards. And I just don't think he's going to have to throw a ton. I think they're going to rely on that short passing game and the running game. Maybe he gets a deep one in there. But to your point, I do think Greg Olson is going to be heavily involved. And he might get 11 catches to get that 150 yards. but However um, he gets it. Yeah, but I, I will take the under on that. Okay. Now, game time predictions. I have the Panthers pulling this one out 23-17. I, they've struggled in the red zone this year, both teams, but I think the Panthers can do it this week. I have a penchant for high scores. I, yeah. This week is no different. Okay. Panthers, 35. Mm-hmm. Cardinals, 7. This is going to be a blowout. And you will hear the Kyle Allen for president chants at Bank of America Stadium in a couple of weeks. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. You can email us at meowmixmailbag at gmail.com. If you like our podcast and would like to support us, please let your friends know, subscribe, and if you leave us a five-star rating on iTunes, we will read it on our next episode. We'll be back on Monday. Keep pounding.
Oh, <laughs> my